that is us live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the MMA UK Live podcast. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about the upcoming UFC card, uh, UFC Fight Night, which is going to be headlined by Darren Till and Derek Brunson. A pretty big card, and uh, also a pretty big card for us because there's quite a lot of UK fighters on that one. And um, yeah, we're, we're going to try and have a chat about those tonight. Guys, if you do like this video, please like, share, show us some love because it, it really does... Uh, really does go a long way for us doing this, and we really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, we, we're going to run down through the British fighters on the card coming up on this weekend uh, in Las Vegas at the UFC Apex. As always, I'm joined by some of my good friends. Uh, first one, the, the beautiful Katie Hunter. Katie, Hi. It, it's, been a, it's been a few months since we did one of these. How have you been? Yeah, good. How are you? I, I'm good, Katie. I'm uh, e eager to talk about some of these fights, and to be honest, even, even more excited to watch them on Saturday because, like I said, it's a... It's a big card for UK, and yeah, I'm, I'm sure we're all feeling the same. Yeah, the only sad thing is it was supposed to be in London and supposed to be with fans, so it's obviously absolutely gutting for us all that we can't see these guys live. But you know, it's 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 great to have these fights at the weekend and on at a great time for us as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I was choosing to ignore the fact that it was cancelled from London, Katie. So I'm, I'm glad <laughs> you're <laughs> Because I, I remember when that first got announced, I was like, I had this feeling, you know, I, do, I don't think it's going to be, it's going to come off with everything, the timing with lockdowns, yeah. it's just a bit off, but yeah, I, I was just as good as you are, but there we are. I, I, I don't want to talk too long before introducing our other panellists for this evening. Uh, I, I won't call him beautiful, but when it comes to uh, talking about oh, MMA, man. he knows his stuff. Glenn, Glenn Williams, how's it going, buddy? Oh, Lou, all of that ever seen you, my friend. How are you? I'm I'm good, Glenn. I'm, and and the same to you, Glenn, to be honest. We we meant to have you on, I think, a few months back and it, it didn't come off. So good to have you back on yeah. tonight, obviously. We're, oh, we're down we're down our other friend Chris Emmanuel. Um not feeling very well, so get well soon to Chris. And, get well soon, um, Chris. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll crack on without him. Hopefully he's yeah. watching and uh, we'll we'll see him very soon. I just had my two pence in about it being uh, being cancelled from London. In hindsight, I'm glad it was cancelled as it was. Imagine it being cancelled fight week. Imagine this week, you know, and I was thinking, all right, it's got to go back to New York. We would have been in a whole world of pain. We've been devastated. Yeah, yeah you're right. So and when it, when it happened last time, I think it was February, March or February in 2020. March, March yeah. I was, I was booked up to go. Um, I had a hotel ready. I was going to, I think we were going to watch Cage Warriors, the same on the Friday, UFC on the yeah. Saturday. I think there was even a Polaris on the Sunday I was planning to go watch. Um yeah. and the whole the whole thing got cancelled. And yeah, you're right, that that was probably the hardest one to take. So wisdom there from Glenn. Then 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 Cage Warriors went to Manchester. Loads of people was fighting on Cage Warriors from UFC, then they wasn't. Then the old Palava started, wasn't it? So yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it yeah, was sooner rather than later. Yeah, that's a little throwback to uh the madness that was last year in in MMA and in general, I think. But there we go. We've got some big fights now anyway. Wherever it is, as Katie said, it's on a good time for us. And uh, we'll, we'll enjoy it nonetheless. So I'll, I'll, if it's okay with you guys, I'll get straight into some of these fights. We've got some really good ones lined up for us. Obviously, we'll start off at the top of the bill. Uh, Derek Brunson versus Darren Till. Absolutely massive fight in the middleweight division, really. Um, you know, two guys who are very popular very good as well. I mean, Katie, I'll, I'll come to you first on this one. As a main event, what, what do you think? 
it's it's tough to know how this one will go. I've seen a, a lot online about people saying it depends on whether Brunson can get him down and or if Till can keep it on the feet and knock him out. But I I think people are underestimating Till a bit. I think you know he t he tends to have good game plans for for these type of fights and the Wonder Boy Thompson fight. He had a good game plan. The Kelvin Gastelum fight. I mean, it's not necessarily the most exciting to watch, but is you know he he gets it right and I think in the Whitaker fight that was razor close and it turned out afterwards that he had that injured knee and he wanted more output from himself but he was really struggling to move around so I I honestly think that he's got a better chance than than everything I'm seeing online and there's a lot on the line for him here because yeah. Adesanya wants to fight him. He's a huge personality in that division. I think the UFC wants to push him again. And he probably is only this fight away from, from a title shot. If not, then then one more. But he's right in there. And, and we know he's taking it seriously. He's moved out from living with his um, girlfriend and baby to... like just He wants to put himself through hardship to kind of really embrace the grind and really want it and really be hungry for it. And the, the only thing I worry about with those guys, all of them at Team Calbon, is they train so hard. I mean, I think, I'm not sure if it was you, Glenn, that said he pulled out of, like, his last, like, three fights, I think. And who knows if he knows he can't pull out of this one. I wonder how healthy he is. I just, yeah, I just yeah. hope it's the best Darren Till that's going to turn up on the night. And if it is, then... You know, I'm I'm fully behind him. I think he'll get it, whether it's a decision or a stoppage. But uh, yeah, I ju I just hope that he's healthy. Yeah, I I think one one thing like you you touched on there, Katie, was in terms of the, the sort of technical side of this fight. People's been saying this, you know, kind of that the, the kind of the old adage, you know, if if Derek gets him down, it's going to be a long night for Darren. If Darren if Derek can't get him down, Darren probably has a slight advantage with his accuracy on the feet. It, mm. Obviously, the, these are the things that we, you know, we're very interested to see on Saturday. I mean, Glad, what what's your sort of take? Do you think Darren does sort of manage to find his way to his feet, or is is it a case um, that Derek's rest will be a bit too much for him on the night? I think, I think it's this taking defense is going to be tested first round. After first round, I don't think Brunson's going to be explosive enough to even get into the mat. Never mind, you no know, stopping getting back up because Brunson for me, like the first. First half of the first round, he's like he expends too much energy, and then he can't, he, he can't, he ain't that explosive, explosive, and, and the rest. But, but I think Till is going into this fight with a lot of pressure. That being, that being his last four fights, he's won one, and that was a split decision against Kelvin Gastelum. So he needs, like you said, it's mental. He's one and one and three in his last four fights, and he's still being spoke about in the title shot. Yeah. So you know. He, and he knows a good performance. He will. Well, I don't think he'll get a title shot next because I think Bobby Knuckles is next. But you know, it's, it's, it will happen if he puts him away in style. If he doesn't, where does he go from there? You know, yeah. if he loses to Brunson, where does he go? So I, I think, even though he's as big as character as he is and he's a big draw, you know, I think there's a lot of pressure on him. Um, Brunson's on a four-fight win streak. You know, and the last person he lost to was Izzy. Yeah, that's mm. something so, I was going to touch on as well because you know, we, don't we think Till is going. 
don't think yeah. Tim's going into this no when he can walk all over him. He knows a loss here, and and it puts him back in you know, right back, yeah. you know, way back in fact, but a, a big win, and I think he gets it. I think he knocks him out in the second round because well, he needs to. I want to throw that one back to you, Katie, because obviously we see in these fights, you know, how big uh, factor momentum is for fighters. They get yeah. a win, they tend to go on a run, they take a loss, they tend to take a few losses. How much of a factor do you think that plays sort of mentally for, for both guys? Like you said, you know, I know even Glenn said about Brunson's sort of uh, explosiveness and his energy, but I mean, the last couple of fights, he's, he seemed to be a different fighter. You know, he, he, he got a lot of takedowns round after round in his last matchup when he was the main event there. Um, he's at a new gym and I, I think he's, he's riding the crest of wave at the moment, isn't he? He is, and I think Glenn's totally right about the pressure all being on Darren Till. And because Brunson has lost to Izzy recently, like I don't even think how you know if he won in style, I don't even think he's being spoken about like mm -hmm. for for in title contention yet. So the pressure's definitely all on Till. The reason I think he could be next for the title is because. Whitaker's not going to fight outside of Australia. He's just had a new baby. He's, he's, yeah. he's been really forthcoming about the fact that he's got no interest in doing the crazy isolation that those guys have to do to fight anywhere else. And it doesn't look like Australia and New Zealand are going to open up no, anytime soon for like a UFC event. So if Izzy decides that he'll fight somebody else, that does leave the door open. But yeah, that till is on paper shouldn't be shouldn't be up there. But I think he'll be looking back on that fight with Whitaker and thinking he was so close to having that. Like I, I had him winning it on the scorecards. It was razor close. And he did have that knee injury from the kick that Whitaker threw that really immobilised him for a lot of the later rounds. So I don't know. Where I is think he's going to be confident. Sorry. Where is is he? Is he in New Zealand now? Is he he's in, in New Zealand. Australia? Yeah, and Whitaker's in Australia, and yeah, they were talking Australia. about having the fight there, but they're both, yeah. you know, locked out. Obviously, they can come yeah. out. And they have to go through that mad isolation period. I mean, there was pictures of Dan Hooker. I don't think he got home to his family for like two months after yeah, he fought. It was crazy, yeah. And you would see why they wouldn't want to do it as well, to be honest. With oh, hundred percent. I don't blame them at all. People was uh, applauding them for you no know, letting people carry on, but I think there was the end inevitable. All this was going to come now, when uh, they go one or two cases, then on and they locked all the pubs and everything. So, God knows. Yeah, but um, I can't see, I can't see Izzy, I can't see until, I think his fight, his next fight will be in New Zealand, I think. I think he'll he be taking him back he there. He said he doesn't want to fight unless it's in New Zealand. Mm. Yeah, so I think we can forget about him for a while then. Yeah, perhaps they do an interim we'll, belt. Maybe. Interim? Yeah. <laughs> with, yeah. With, with Cannon, the Cannon, yeah. Oh, that, you know what? That makes sense. That could be good. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Bring so back to London. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options for both guys, and it's a lot, a lot of, um, a lot of options on the table for the winner. I should say. I mean, I feel like the loser does start to creep back down the rankings and look to yeah. fight guys behind, whereas the winner, like you said, a possible matchup or you know a number one contender spot or even a, an interim fight with Cam Nia. So it's a, a lot on the table for this one. Off the top of my head, I am written this down. I should have looked. How many of the top ten have an he fought? It'll be Till, <laughs> Cannonier. I, don't I, I can't think. But he's, he's I mean, he's cleared it's, it's out all not the. Many. Yeah. Yeah. 
there's there's no many, is there? So the only two would 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 he rather wait and fight them both each, or if they have an interim, then he's only going to fight one of them, isn't he? Mm. So yeah, I, it I depends think... how long the the UFC will let. If he does refuse to fight outside New Zealand, it depends how long the UFC would let him not fight for before they create an interim belt. I guess mm. I've got a feeling they'll be able to tempt him out, like with you know. Yeah, he'll have a price, I'm sure. Yeah. And if they want, if they want to put it on, then then they will. But we've got a few viewer comments. Doomboy reckons till by KO in round two. And Miles says Razor close Brunson split decision. That's a good two two good predictions there. So I I'm going to come round. I'm going to give my prediction first because I, I sometimes I get accused of sitting on the fence a little bit. So for this <laughs> for this one for me, do you know what I'm going to on paper. My head tells me Brunson's going to do it. Um, just the momentum he's got, the way he's been fighting lately with, with you know, the four wins, looking looking a lot better and a lot less kind of, um, I don't know, a lot less chaotic in there, I'd say. You know, he, he did have that habit of just charging forward. Obviously, that's when we get clipped and knocked out by Bobby Knuckles. But I feel like now he's, he's maybe addressed those issues a little bit. So I feel on paper he is the favourite, and rightly so. But... My heart is saying Darren Till. I don't know why. I just got a feeling as soon as Brunson gets hit by a clean strike, he's going to revert to the old Brunson. And I think at that point, the, the clean strike and the accuracy of Till is going to either allow him to stop the fight with a TKO or, you know, get a couple of 10 eights and, and win the round and win the fight that way. So for me, it's a close fight. Razor close, as Miles said. But I'm going to go Darren Till. Katie, what's your prediction for this one? I'm going Darren Till as well. Oh, I'm going to call something. If if it does, if Miles is right, then it does go to split decision. Darren has got to change his name to Darren Split Decision Till because he's had <laughs> he's had a few of them, and he. Yeah. But um, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually call for Till to be caught in the first round by a way shot, and then come back and smoke him. Take your second round. So, I think he'll get caught by a wild just just haymaker. Panicking oh. on the way in, I think. Yeah, so we got a clean sweep there for, for Darren Till. I guess, I guess we're not biased at all, guys. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> one, one more coming coming through. Kai Evans said, Brunson bore first. Let no. die bang. If I don't say let die bang, Kai wouldn't be happy with me. Brunson, <laughs> Brunson's not a bore first, Kai. I'll give you. <laughs> <laughs> so that takes us to the Coleman event then. And another British fight here. We've got a heavyweight matchup, Tom Aspinall. With Sergey Spivak, um, Glenn, I'll come to you on this one first. You, what, what, what's your thoughts on these two guys? I'm gonna get so much stick for what I'm about to say about Tom now, right? Because people <laughs> are gonna go, no way, no way, no way. Remember a few weeks ago when uh, Dana White was saying that um, Cyril Gan was the new breed of heavyweight, and he's light on his feet, he can dance, he can dance. Yeah. I've been saying that about Tom Aspinall for bloody for way before he went to the UFC. That guy doesn't move like an heavyweight. And mm. he can wrestle, and he got a BJJ black belt. So you all add all that together, and I think he is part of this new breed with Sirogan. Don't think he's Sirogan's level quite yet, but he's going to be. That being said, I think this... He was meant to fight Sergei Pavlovich, but he's changed to mm. Sergei. Not like I say any of them names properly. But, <laughs> um, yeah, the new Sergei, anyway, I think this... 
it could be a potential banana skin. It's still a, a, you know, a tough fight. He's he's ranked two behind uh, Tom. I think he's ranked 14 and Tom's 12, something like that. But yeah. um, I think Tom is going to be way too much. He, he does like throw quite an orthodox now and again. He's not tight and crisp, which Tom is. But um, obviously, he could get clipped. I think Tom is just going to be way too much for him. Like, well, I got it in Tomia. Yeah, the other, the, the other Sergei would have been a tougher fight for him. But... Yeah, I, I, I don't got really much more to say than that. Where does Tom go after this fight? I'd love to see Tom fight. Um, uh, I know he's out there against Tai Tuivasa. That'd be a slugfest. I'd love to see our fight. That's a great, but, that's um, actually a great matchup. And both have guys as well. Yeah, and, and, and one of them, you know, it says boxer and a brawler, and Tom will be moving and, and Tai will be walking down trying to slug him. It'd be brilliant. I'd love to see that. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I, I think I think he's. After this, he needs to, he needs a fight there right up on top of the rankings to take a scalp because he's he's at a few now just just around there, around this level. Aloski was about the same level as him, so I, I I think he could do the scalp after this, and I think he gets it. I think yeah. he, he finishes this in style as well, round round two. Good play, good prediction, Glenn. Uh, Katie, what's what's your take? I know um you've you've watched uh, Tom a little bit as well, same as we all have. You see him see him doing the business on Saturday. I do, and I, I think he's more well-rounded and kind of better in every area individually as well. But I actually don't mind these type of matchups for him at the moment. I don't think he's had that many fights and he doesn't get that much cage time. And I just I feel like because it's quite a shallow division, it would be so easy for him to get rushed and thrown in with the Sharks straight away. And especially the way that he's already started climbing the rankings yeah. and, and the, um, you know, like the performances he's put on, he easily could get chucked in there. And I don't want to see him rushed. So I don't mind. I think that this will be like a, a perfect stage for him to, to show off on Saturday. And I really don't mind him having one more fight at this level or, or a couple more around this. Get a bit more cage time. Get as much experience as he can before he's chucked it. Because you look up the rankings and and who are we looking Monsters. at there? Like, Monsters. yeah. So, yeah. and it's not that I don't think he can do it because I do think he's capable. But it's really hard, even before he got to the UFC, it's really hard for heavyweights to get fights. He's not got as many as he would have liked to have had under his belt by now. Yeah, I think he's oh, got a record of 10 and 2. So, I mean, yeah. 12, 12 fights, you know, I think he's like, you know, just outside, the, hovering outside the top 10 at the moment. So, yeah, I, I, I think you both make really good points about that, to be honest. And uh, I, I tend to agree more with you, Katie. I think the more fights he can have, the better he's going to get. You know, uh, he's he's looked brilliant so far. Um, There's there's a lot of good guys above him, though. Um, And mm. I think when you get to those high levels, you know, with 12 fights against you know coming into any of the guys in the top 10 is it's a it's a it's a big ask and it's a big step as well so i like this i like i agree with you i think i think he definitely wins this first and foremost you know he's he's looked absolutely brilliant his last few fights and as glenn said he, he really does seem to be like one of those new breed guys who just does it all Who's, you know you, you could imagine him playing any sport glenn couldn't you he's he's like he's so yeah. big and athletic if you put him on the rugby pitch he'd be good if you put him Remember in the wrestling and he'd be good at everything. So, Katie just put something in my head. No, you're on about cage time. That's a very good point. You know, it's hard for everyone to get much game time. But I wonder when the time comes, 
when his first five-round fight will be. Because he's got you no know, every week, he's, he, he keeps climbing. He's going to end up headlining a fight night somewhere. He's going to end up in a five-round fight, just like Cyril Gamos. But I, I, I know I wonder how much cage time, uh, cage time, he's going to build before then. Yeah. Because it all it all adds to it. He has massively started working on his nutrition and his strength and conditioning, and you can see his his body composition from when he first got to the UFC and he's pretty honest about how much crap he was eating beforehand um, to what he eats now and he knows that to step it up every time and the levels he's got to go up he, he's got to have everything on point so yeah I, I definitely think he's he's heading in the right direction I just I yeah I'd, I'd be more confident of him in a five-round fight now than I would have <laughs> in his early UFC it days. Must, it, it must have been so hard for him to get a fight outside the UFC because in Cage Warriors, I, you know, there's a few heavyweights you spoke to that was offered that fight and turned it down. Mm. You know, because he, he, he's a problem. Am I right in thinking he took a while out the, of uh, MMA to, to work in his boxing, to go pro boxing as well? Or did he fight MMA after being a pro boxer or something like that, wasn't it? I can't remember, to be honest. I... I know he's 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 got a lot of boxing experience, but mm. I don't know really the order. Like I said, like I've only sort of picked him up since his Cage Warriors days, and that's when we've started watching him really and following him from there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's de- like I said, he's definitely got that skill behind him either way, and I think it serves him very very well in that division. So for me, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm gonna go with Tom Tom Aspinall knockout. Um, I can't. Obviously, it's MMA. Anything can happen, but I. If you're asking for a prediction, I can't predict it any other way, really. Uh, but what about you, Glenn? You going? You going for the finish? Or? Uh, yeah, I am, but I, I don't know. Oh, someone's telling me he's going to sub him. I, mm. I don't know if it's sub him off a off a drop or a lazy shot. I don't know, but someone's telling me he's going to sub him. There you go. I, I but yeah, definitely win. I'm going to go for a round two stoppage. I'm not sure whether it's going to be a TKO <laughs> or a sub. I could totally see him kind of ground and pounding him and then him just giving up his neck or something like that. Miles agrees with us. Uh, he's got Tom second round TKO. And uh, Kai Evans said Aspinall's legit. And he said, you're spot on, Sledge. Awesome fight. Uh, and he's got Aspinall by sub also. I mean, he's a black belt, yeah, right? So, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, so that that's that's obviously the co-made event there, uh, and and two uh, two training partners as well as well. I know, Glenn. This is something I did want to mention to you because obviously you've been on fight cards, you know, in Wales with your teammates. Does it have an effect? You know, your teammate goes out there and absolutely smashes someone. You're then coming out your down tail after, or, or vice versa. Is, is, does that have an effect on you to see your teammates doing well or or doing bad? I, um, I don't usually watch them. I usually stay in the back on my own. <laughs> so I don't, if they smash someone, I don't know till the morning when I watch it back. So, <laughs> so yeah, I don't really know. You can tell the crowd and know if the coaches are happy or whatever, but you don't usually know. Like if if this. A couple of lower down the card, and I don't get um got changed, and I go and watch. But usually, a couple of boys will be quite close together, so I, I don't tend to watch them, and I tend to watch them, yeah. um, watch it back. Like, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's you no, know, I bet this hard for, for Tom 
because he's always that guy. He's always been that guy that trains with Darren Till, isn't he? Yeah. You know, they forget how good he is. Like, you know, I don't think he's got the, the um, sellability as Darren Till or, you know, the fan base, but he's certainly got the skill. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and this is another thing. I, I know we're going back up the card here, but one thing about Darren Till, he's so funny on Twitter. I mean, he gets a yeah. bit close to a mark sometimes, best, but he's, best, he's one yeah, of the yeah. best on Twitter, and that's why he's got such a great following. He's just... The guy's hilarious, isn't he? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I'm just glad they haven't got a nose like Ariel Alwani because he'd absolutely <laughs> rinse me, otherwise wouldn't oh, he? <laughs> the other one I like was Karen Till as well, where's him with a wig. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> that was one I like. He's, he's 81 on Twitter, so I, like I said, you get points just for that on you these days. And um, <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe Tom, Tom's got a little bit to learn off Darren in that sense, but as you said, Ben, right, he's, he's definitely got the skills for match and uh, and, and and marketing. You only gotta follow all of the all, all the companies he's marketing. I bet he's making yeah. a fortune. You know, mm-hmm. the, the guy has clearly got a got an edge for it, got an edge for you know social media and just building things up like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There we are. So that is the co-main event, Tom Aspinall and Sergey Spivak. So another another good fight and another great one for our UK audience. Now we've got two fights in between this. One fight, sorry, we've got Alex Monroe. Versus David Zawada in the welterweights. Um, before we get one fight down to our next UK fight there, and that is a light heavyweight, Modestus Bukowskis, uh, former Cage Warriors light heavyweight champion. He is going to be facing Khalil Roundtree Jr. Um, big big fight for Modestus here, Katie. I know, you know, we we've both we've both met Modestus. Uh, spoke to him. He's a, a lovely guy. Great champion at Cage Warriors. What what do you think for him with this matchup? It's a it's a big one, right? It's huge. It's huge. They're both coming off two losses, and it's you know when I interviewed him, he was you know very honest about the fact that it's not looking good for whoever loses this fight. But I think it's a great fight for him in that it's a big name that everyone knows. But I think it's really winnable, and you look back over the the people they fought and. I will die on the hill that Modestus <laughs> should have won that last fight. I think it was a really dodgy decision. It was a close fight, but I thought it was clear to Modestus. Um, and Khalil Roundtree actually lost to the same guy by a unanimous decision, but it was overturned because he, he later popped. So um, I know MMA maths doesn't uh, always work like that, but... Uh, I just I think that Modestus is younger, hungrier. He works so hard. He's faced adversity before. He's he's going to put everything into this. And I I think I'm right in saying I couldn't find it anywhere. But I think Khalil um, retired briefly after we watched him in Copenhagen, Lewis, and yeah. couldn't find anything on it. But like he's obviously back. I, if it comes down to who wants it more, it's Modestus all day long. And, you know, he's been training hard. He couldn't do any more, honestly. Like, he's put, he's put so much into it. Um, I think it will be a tough fight, but I think the decision will go in his favour this time. I think it's going to be a Modestus decision. Yeah. And, like, to be honest with you, with Modestus as well, I that last fight was very, very close, right? So close. I, I didn't think it was a dodgy decision. I thought I can see why they gave it uh, to his opponent. 
but that being said, I thought Modestus looked really good still. Mm. Um, especially in the first round, he looked, you know, he's really athletic, puts his strikes together well, moves well. Um, and if he'd won that fight, it, you know, I, I definitely could make a case for that. Um, so I think he, he will come into this fight with confidence, even though he's he's taken taken a loss last time out. He's he's young. I love his attitude towards yeah. that though, because like even he won't even comment on on the decision. He's just like, yeah. it's a loss. I'm two losses in a row, and I need to like his his uh, his head is always in the right place, yeah. and he's got such a great attitude all the time. I just yeah. I feel it in my bones. Yeah, I mean, for for me, I, I I do agree with you what you said. I think if he can kind of get Khalil moving, hit him with the same shots he he fought last time, he, he definitely has a good shot of winning this one. The only issue with Khalil is he's just so explosive and powerful, you know. He, yeah, he some of those body one. kicks and stuff yeah. that he's got in his arsenal, like one misstep from a you know a, a quick yeah. a quick trip to the hospital. So that's my only sort of fear. But then. I mean, you're talking about the light heavyweights in the UFC, so I, I think that's probably the same across the board. And, uh, you know, Modestus will be used to that. He'll be prepared for that. Um, so for me as well, I'm, I'm going to go for a, I'm going to go for a split decision win for Modestus in this one. I think it's going to be another razor-sharp sharp fight, razor-close fight, sorry. Um, but this time, I think Modestus, he just, you'll just get the preparation right and sort of tip the scales from taking a, a narrow defeat to a narrow victory this time. Uh, that, that, that's me. Glenn, have you, you got anything to add to this one? No, I, I haven't. To be honest, I haven't really looked into much of Modi because I was like Katie to that one because uh, she's a massive fan. But yeah, <laughs> I haven't really looked into the Khalila now. Sorry. So Can we yeah, get a prediction though? You, you've seen them both fight. Um, uh, I, I'm against them, sorry. <laughs> I think you, he's you the most... You want Khalil? I think I, I think you get clipped. I think you Ooh. get clipped then, sorry. Sorry, Kate, don't hate me. No, we're lucky everyone else disagrees with you. Kai says Modi B is one tough guy. He sees a UD and Miles sees a TKO late in the opening frame. Yeah. No, I I I I think it's a it's, it's a tough one to call, isn't it? It's always tough to call with Khalil Roundtree, but I do think um I, I think Modestus gets this one done. I'm not, I mean, I'm coming across as a completely biased uh, MMA UK reporter here because I'm picking all the UK guys, but I, I do I do think, you know, I've got, you've got to be an optimist, and I do think Modestus gets this one done. So, yeah, I guess oh, that's, that's too one. I thought you picked Brunson. No, no. Oh, I said on paper I picked Brunson, but uh, I'm going to oh, follow my heart on this one. I think Till, Till can get a job then. So... Yeah. There we go. Uh, I, I get there. I do want to say I do want to go against Mordi, but I just think there's too much on the line, and you know, I wouldn't write him out. You know, if, if anything happens, he could stay and not come back. But unfortunately, yeah. Oh, fair enough, Glenn. Appreciate your honesty, buddy. Katie Hunter's <laughs> giving you the absolute death stare, but <laughs> oh, I did tell you not to come to me for this one. I said leave it out for that reason only. <laughs> 
Because I can't lie, you got to tell the truth. But, but Glenn, I knew that's what he was going to do, so that's why I asked him. <laughs> we got to get it out, look. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm glad so we're in the same room. Yeah. I hope he's watching, Glenn. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I plan on going all around UK gyms next year, training, and like, get there get in the bumming room. <laughs> yeah. Devastating. Oh, no, he'd be happy to spar with you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there we go. So that takes us on then to our next fight. Uh, another one we're all very, very excited for, and one that I think has been a long time coming as well. Uh, Paddy Pimlet is going to be facing oh. Luigi Vendramini. Um, Paddy Pimlet, obviously a massive, massive star on the European scene over the last couple of years, a former Cage Warriors champion, and just just a great personality in the sport, really. A, you know, a really a guy who just brings a lot inside and outside of the cage. He's got his UFC debut coming up on Saturday. Um, and another another scouse, scouser on the card as well. The third the third one of the night. Um, Glenn, I'll come to you first on this one. Paddy Pimlet, well, what's your what's your take on it? If anyone can take the light off that and tell this Paddy the Paddy Pimlet, <laughs> he's gonna do something and he, and he's gonna just get him Paddy tells there just to remind him he's not the only guy who fights for Liverpool. But like, you know, I've been excited right on this side. So I did loads of research or calling you like today. I've already written anything down because I know what I'm going to say. Like, <laughs> Paddy's not going to go out there and be like, um, oh, what's going on, Bianca? Okay. It's not going to be like a crisp, crisp, solid display. He's going to go out to finish or do a flying, some flying armbar or something. He's not going to go out there. Oh, oh has, no. Has, has Glenn just vanished? This is the one that he's been so yeah. excited to talk about. So for anyone who's watching, Glenn Williams has been absolutely buzzing for this Paddy Pimlet fight. Couldn't wait <laughs> to speak on it. And then he vanishes midway through. I think we're getting him back. Let's have a look. And there he is. In. What happened then? I Glenn, think the excitement then. got to your Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I, I got, I got, I got excited when somebody said, "Yeah, tap my Wi-Fi, kick me off." Yeah. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to Paddy. It's not going to be like a solid, tight, crisp display. He's going to go to make a statement. Um, expect flying armbars. Or I, I, I don't even know how that guy. Be. If I was a fan of the other guy, Luigi. I wouldn't know how he'd beat Paddy. I wouldn't know how to be able to give him a game plan to beat Paddy. You put Paddy on his back and he's going to throw legs. You know, you you stand, keep stand a distance, he's going to throw weird stuff to try and clip him or fly and stuff. Because he knows if he gets taken down off a flying knee and he's on his back, he's comfortable. Mm. So, yeah, I, I don't what know do how the other guy beats Paddy. What do you make of the opponent, Luigi? Um, Glenn, I mean, he's he's only had a couple of fights in the UFC. Uh, I think he's, yeah. he's lost one, 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 maybe, or lost one, yeah, one, I, one, one, lost two. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not. No, uh, I think he's. I thought he lost. He's one I and two lost. in the UFC. Yeah, is he? Yeah, and the, the wasn't one win head kick KO. I think yeah, yeah, it was, sure. a, yeah, it was one like was head kick and one was a um, majority. Yeah. I'm not sure about the third one, but yeah. um, again, again, he's just like um. He's going to be a neely man, you know. He's he's he's, he's got tight boxing. He got um, the fight they watched back earlier and they enjoyed it. He was shooting with takedowns and a guy was stuffing him all the time. But if he does manage, to, I think Paddy will take a takedown and then be comfortable mm -hmm. fighting him off his back. He, you know, he, he looked as if he had good control on the floor. Um, he was passing. Um, 
he's going to pump was decent, but I just don't think decent is going to be good enough to keep Paddy down. And I think Paddy will be comfortable on off his back against him. Yeah, good, good prediction, Nick. Glenn. But, like he said, you know, but, you but, this one. Oh, go on, go on, Glenn. But he did come alive in the third round and was like really explosive and aggressive. So if he's like on the first round of Paddy, that would be an absolute electric fight. But if he comes out and he's tight and tries being, you know, I, um, I tries not to throw caution to the wind, then I think I, I think Paddy will play with him. But um, if he comes out looking for the win early, then we could be in for a hell of a fight. Yeah. I, I got to be honest, I think that might be the case. I think he's going to come out, out of the blocks. Um, yeah. And I, that's, this is why I think, I think he's going to come out of the blocks. I think his striking is probably a little bit better than Paddy's from what I've seen. Not much in it. I think he's he's got an edge in the striking, and he might he he might you might sort of have these uh, half entanglements where he cut, Paddy takes a shot to grab hold, try and throw something up, and yeah, I think that's going to be a very very exciting first round. And oh. uh, I I agree with you on the actually. I think it's a I think it's a good fight. I I think it's a closer fight than you're saying though is the only thing. Mm. Uh, you you say better than striking. I mean, like I was watching striking. The striking looks crispy, looks tidy, but against somebody as rangy and. Not so much an orthodox of Paddy. I don't think you can be like like that. You either need to be much better and crisper and beating him to the punch. Paddy's looks. I think Paddy's going to be bigger than him as well. I think yeah, he's going Paddy, to be longer than him. Paddy's very big for. I mean, he was a lightweight champion and a featherweight. No, sorry, he was the featherweight yeah, champion and, featherweight and fought a lightweight. But he's very, very big. He's, you know, he's he's huge for that weight class. So I, I think he's definitely not going to give up much in size for any any lightweights on the card. So. Yeah, I, I think he might be a little bit bigger and a bit longer as well. So I, I just, I'm really, I'm, I don't know if it's just that kind of Paddy Pimmer effect, Katie, but there's just something about him that you, you just want to watch him fight, whoever it's against, where he's a favourite or underdog, you just want to watch him, don't you? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And like we quite often talk about people being daunted by their first UFC fight and a million percent that will not be Paddy like he's used to selling out arenas by himself and having the crowd buzzing off their nut like I bet he never expected his UFC debut for there to be like however many the apex holds like and or they're selling tickets for at the moment like it will be nothing compared to what he's used to and he even in interviews he heaps pressure on himself by talking about how good he is and like he was on the Bisping podcast just like saying that he would destroy Connor and he's this and he's that and you know like most people you're thinking before your first UFC fight like would you <laughs> you know you're gonna look a real div if, if you get like beat but the you know he just thrives under that pressure the only thing I would say though is it's really hard between the time he's had out of the cage and sometimes the level of opponent that cage warriors have got for him. Like, it's hard to know where he will fit into, like, the the level in the UFC. Like, he is UFC level, but where? Like, is he... We're going to find out. But I'm just... I'm not... He's been out so much in the last few years, had so many injuries... Uh, I'm absolutely buzzing because there was a time with his hand where he was out so long. I think yeah. he seemed depressed every time we saw him and it was like, is he definitely going to come back? Is he going to be the same? So I'm absolutely buzzing for him that yeah. he's got this moment and opening the main card and 
it's it's going to be amazing. Can I just uh, say one? Can I just say one course. thing before we go to Kieran's comment? Uh, can you imagine? I know it's it's probably a good way off at the moment, right? But can you imagine Paddy gets like some spectacular win? Uh, Conor McGregor, Paddy Pimlet in Liverpool, like <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a long way off. I'm not saying it's 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 a bit of a reach there. I, I even I admit that. But can you imagine that the hype that would make in Liverpool? And field won't be big like, enough. It it would be a hell of a night, wouldn't it? And that, that's a bit of a, yeah. a kind of a, 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 a dream match up there, but that would be a cool one. Um, and yeah, I see Kieran saying, "Don't underestimate Paddy striking. He's trained a bad company, Muay Thai, with Liam Harrison and Joe Craven in the past fight camps." Yeah, he's. I mean, it pa definitely Paddy's looked improved, didn't it? In his last yeah, fight, did. it definitely looked improved. He did, to be fair. I I just feel like from from what I've seen of him. That is his weaker area. You know, he's he's so that good. Is, in, for sure. He's so good in grappling. He's so dynamic with it as well. We jumps on submissions, but on the feet, he's not got that same sort of dynamism. But or at least he hasn't shown it. I mean, like you said, he's been out for a little while, and you would have to assume, you know, getting ready to make your UFC debut, you will have done a lot of work on that and done a lot of work mm -hmm. in all areas. So, I I definitely think we're going to see going back to what you said, Katie. I think we're going to see a better party than what we've seen in Cage Warriors, and um. Yeah, do you know what? I think it's, I think this is going to be a, a wild matchup. I think Paddy's going to be, you know, really going 100 mile an hour with this guy. And and, and Luigi as well. I, I see him coming out of the blocks. And um, do you know what? This is the fight. Uh, this is the... I'm saying this, a Welsh guy. This is the fight I'm most looking forward to on that card. Um, so, yeah. Well, let, let's get some predictions. Katie, what are you going for? Oh, I'm going Paddy. Uh, oh, oh, God. I'm going to go... <laughs> Paddy by submission. I can't pick around. Yeah. Uh, Glenn? If Paddy doesn't take his back early, I'm going to go for a Paddy with a step off his back. Okay. Either takes his back and re-nakes him early, or he ends up on his back and throws legs up. Okay. So you're going, you're going for a sub then, yeah? Paddy, sub the first or second of him. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go for a Paddy Pimlet decision. Um. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to go for Paddy Pimlet decision. I think if he can get hold of him a couple of times, he's going to take him down. He's Maybe it's going to be a case of Luigi get, going for a takedown of him and getting swept. I think anything sort of on the ground, Paddy Pimlet, you know, really racks up points. And I think you'll you'll win two rounds to one. Um, that, that, that's how I see this one going. So, yeah, that's my prediction for this. But, again, we're all on the same card there, with, uh, on the same page there with three... Paddy Pimlet, so best look for Paddy Chris, Pimlet. Chris Gadden's going for Paddy by headlock, yeah. and Miles Painters says Paddy sub early in round one as well. So clean sweep. Clean sweep. Oh, can Chris I throw Chris it? Gadden as well. Can I throw it out there and say I won't bet against Paddy subbing him on his feet because that guy's taking offences half decent. So Paddy, you know, Paddy's within his backs against the cage, he loves jumping and doing all this crazy stuff. So it wouldn't surprise me if he pulls a mental sub up the bag while he's on his feet. It'd be great to see he was him, talking it? about going for a flying triangle when he was on uh, Bisping as well. <laughs> we know he's got one before. It wouldn't surprise me if he jumps on his back or standing up and just <laughs> choke, squeezes his neck. Like That's the type of fight that he is. Let's, get, let's be honest, it's not going to be boring, is it? It's not going to be boring. No, no, it's, it's never. Well, no, it never is really, is it? With with Paddy, so no. yeah, we look forward to that one. Um, and this takes us on a little bit further down the card, then to the fourth and final scouter on the card, uh, 
Paddy's training partner, someone we all absolutely love in the UK as MMA fans. Uh, Molly McCann, she's going to be facing Ji Young Kim. I don't know if I pronounced that right, so apologies if it's wrong. But um, yeah, we've got Mol. She's obviously taken a couple of losses recently. An absolute sort of staple for British MMA for the women. She really has been flying the flag the last couple of years, both in the UFC and Cage Warriors. Uh, Katie Hunter, I know you, you, you've sort of spoken to Molly quite a lot over the last couple of years. You've followed her very closely as well. What, what do you see for her coming up this weekend? It's, I think this is a, a really, really good matchup. Kim's background's boxing as well. And I'd, I think it's going to be a war. Like we've talked about the Paddy one not being boring, but I think this is going to be the girls' fight to watch. And I thought Ariane Lipsky was further up on the main card. I don't know if she's still on there, but like I felt like Molly should be in that position um, because I do think that this, is going to be the women's fight to watch on the card but yeah you you spoke there about her her two recent losses and she's so loved by the UFC and her style's so exciting and even the commentators just can't get enough of her when she's on there and her kind of tough fighting spirit and her heart I don't think she's in the same position as a lot of people who are on two losses. I just can't see them cutting her, whatever was to happen. And I think that takes a bit of the pressure off. And I know Molly, when she's facing adversity, she just knuckles down and works even harder. And I I don't know what girls she's trained with in this camp. But her, you know, she's got a great stable of bantamweight boys there, like the the high level cage warriors boys, Nathan Fletcher, Liam Gittins, Adam Wilson, all there training with her every day. Um, she looks phenomenal. Like she looks so happy and healthy, and she's landed in Vegas already. I know some of them aren't out there, so she should be properly acclimatized because Kim lives in Vegas and, and trains at Syndicate. So um, she obviously has got the benefit of that. So um, it's going to be, it's going to be a really exciting fight. I, I can't see past a Molly win for this one. Um, I know she's been working on all areas of her game, but I, I think it will be, a, a stand-up only fight, to be honest, unless she thinks that the the striking's cancelling each other out, and she'll have the advantage on the ground. Yeah, I, do you know what? I, I actually agree with you on the. I think Mold's got that boxing sort of box background as well, which I think will serve her really well in this fight to get on the inside and throw some shots. Um, but like you said, I, I'm not a hundred percent familiar with Kim, but. I've seen all of Molly's fights, and one thing I know about her is she's got that fighting spirit, hasn't she? Mm. And um, I think, even though, like you said, I do agree with you, I think she's not sort of on the on the chopping block if she loses. I I think that just means she comes out and is not afraid to try things. She's not afraid to throw hands. She's not afraid to throw kicks. She's not afraid to go for a you know a takedown. I think that really does kind of take the pressure off her. Kind of feeling that because I, I don't I don't see any chance they cut her. And um, I, I think that actually, with the hard work, is going to bring the best, best Molly we've seen. So, um, and, and she's fought hard fights as well. Like yeah. all the people she's lost to, none of them have been easy fights. They've been very, very difficult opponents. So yeah. she's not, she's not sort of lost to sub, substandard opponents either. She's fought very, very high standards. And 
like I said, I I think that carries over into this one, and I think she gets the job done. I, I actually think she might get a ground. I think she might ground and pound this one. I don't know why. I just got, I kind of feel that that happening. Um, probably be completely wrong because my predictions are always wrong. But um, in terms of the result, I'm definitely going for Molly. So yeah, hope hopefully Molly as well. And I I, I kind of want to feed this back in as well. Those guys are so close, like Paddy Pimlet, Molly. I feel like them sort of hyping each other through training, having the camp together. You know, when they perform on the same cards, they all they traditionally do very well together in Cage Warriors. They haven't done that for a while now, so I think having that back together is really going to sort of pull them together for this card, and they'll both do well. So that's that's my sort of little bit on that. Glenn, I can see you you're ready to get something in there, buddy. Chris Fishgold was from that gym as well, didn't he? Have you been released then? Yeah, he has, yeah. He's uh, fighting on a, a mad card coming up that's um, like five walls. Yeah, that's it. I yeah. thought so. I've seen it. I thought... No, the, geez, the first geez. 10 minutes, the, the first round is 10 minutes long and head stomps, uh, soccer Groin kicks strikes. to the head, uh, any, like pride rolls for 10 minutes. And then the second round is a five-minute normal MMA round. <laughs> so what, what promotion is this, Katie? Sorry? It's, it's called Sparta, the, Sparta, the card, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we'll definitely have to have a look into that. That sounds uh, very entertaining, doesn't it? He's got it? a really tough opponent as well. Apparently, you've got to have five pints before you go in, though. <laughs> <laughs> so up there, Dennis, like my little girl on the weekend. Yeah. No, I don't know what... Where where's where's the where is this card going down, Katie? Do you know? I don't know where at all. Mm, I know. I I'm not sure. Sorry, I, I saw it and thought, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> and then moved yeah. on. I think yeah. there's a well spot you called Rob Cunningham fighting on it. Really? He is I on it. Yeah, you're right. Charlie Miller, I think. Oh. I don't know. I, d I remember seeing his post that he's on it. Yeah. I what do you think so, about yeah. the pride rules, Glenn? <laughs> If you want to call yourself a fighter, fight the old school rules, isn't it? But I think MMA, if a martial artist, that's why they brought rules in. So there's a difference between a martial artist and a fighter. So if you want to call yourself a fighter, go and do something like that. If you want to call yourself a mixed martial um, <laughs> right now, nothing. But i got to be honest, I wouldn't do that. I've trained too hard to learn a martial art. So in my opinion, no, I, I wouldn't do that. That's, that's for people in the pub who go, yeah, I'll fight them, but I'm going to have a go, son. There's, there's rules in place for a reason. But it's definitely entertaining. Glenn. People are going to call me, right? People are going to call me, right, pussy lady. And I'm going, what happened to you, bloody hell? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, th I think the rules are there for a reason. If you want to learn martial arts, this is why the, the rules are there. But if you don't want to learn them and you think you're a tough guy, then go and do that sport. Yeah. No, it's just a fair point, but you know what? I'm definitely gonna watch Chris Fishgold fighting that that card. I I, I can't help it. I'm gonna be watching it. So yeah, sorry, sorry, Glenn. Yep, no worries. Oh, I'm gonna watch it. Though. I think I think it'll be entertaining. But, yeah, you uh, don't mind watching it. He just doesn't yeah. want to we'll fight. Me it I don't fight either, Glenn. In that, so mind you, my old nickname used to be Glenn the Edge for a reason. So I wouldn't mind having a crack, like. What's your prediction for the, the Molly fight, Glenn, just uh, before we, we move on from our own? Again, I haven't really looked into the other girl, but I think Molly got too much arse and guts. I think if in her, in her head she is near the chopping board, I think she'll come out and she'll make a statement. 
because she, she got her attitude of her as never give up and you can't teach art. So I think uh, I think she'll win on on that own. Yeah. So yeah, big shout out to Molly. We can't wait to see that one. And uh, yeah, that's that's our, our lone female our lone female on this card. And I think um Lipsky has actually been moved looking for what Miles is saying. I'm looking at the card, she's not on there anymore either. So I think it oh. does look like that that uh Lipsky fight is is not on the card anymore, so she is, oh. that is the only female fight on the card as well. Um, and yeah, that takes us into our last British fighter on the card, um, I believe. And he's he's none other than Abbott Leary's finest, Jack the Tank Shaw. Um, he's going to be fighting Ludwig Shalonian. I, I hope I pronounced that name right. I know he was on the ultimate fight that he had. I think it was the fight of the series on TUF 29 at a real absolute banger with the Guy won it in the end, um, and this Ricky. this this is a this is a big fight for Jack. I think he was meant to fight uh, Nurmagomedov, then he was meant to fight a guy who was I think he was LFA champion, and he pulled. Um, and then obviously we've got come to this opponent. So I mean, a, a big fight for Jack. I think personally, knowing sort of following Jack's career so closely, seeing how calm and how sort of methodical he is in the cage. I think he's a very he's a very tough guy to take on ten days notice, and you know I, I got to give respect to to Ludwig for taking it on that time. He'll definitely come in and have a crack because he's a he's a wild guy. But I think the accuracy Jack has with his strikes, with his takedown defense, with his submissions, I, I really see Jack doing the business and again uh, a spectacular finish in this fight. To be honest, I think he's going to drag him down for two rounds, and the third, I think he's I think he's going to knock him out in this one or sub him. So. That, that's my take on this one. It's a, you know, like I said, we're always 100% behind Jack. We, we've we sort of followed him from when he was an amateur with MMA UK. Um, see what he can do time and time again. I I don't know. For me, I, I can't see this one being any different. Katie, I'll come to you next because, you know, you, you've watched a lot of Jack, well, all of Jack fights as well, you know, even against teammates and, and things like that. What's, what's your take on him going into this fight against uh, Ludwig uh, on, on 10 days notice? It's really hard for me to ever pick against Jack Shaw, to be honest. Yeah. Now, like, <laughs> I, I never no. would do it unless he fights one of my team again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I will say I am a bit gutted that the Saeed Namagamedov fight yeah. fell out. Really. And, and it is um, a bit of a shame. But Jack's such a professional and so well-rounded. Like, he's... You know, a change of opponent isn't going to phase him. It's it's just for us. It's a little bit gutting because we would have liked to see him put the win against you know that name and and somebody that everybody knows everywhere. So um, yeah, it's it's a shame, but um, I can't see anything other than him getting the job done. And if anything, maybe in even more emphatic fashion than the last one. Yeah. My my reason for this is I just think from what I've seen of, of this other guy, I think he's gonna come with absolutely nothing to lose. He's gonna throw the kitchen sink at tank and that's gonna lead he's gonna make a mistake. And I think you only borrow make one mistake against him and he'll he'll find a way to capitalize. I, I don't know what's your take on that one, Glenn. Um so I'll just touch back on the Saeed and fight. I think that would have been I would have sent Jack's name right up there. Even though he's in yeah. relation to Khabib, just the name alone would have helped Jack yeah. prepare him at the top. But um, you've got a feel for him. I'd love to know how many pull-outs Jack have had in his career. Yeah. 
Yeah. You remember Cage Warriors days? He was pull out after pull out yeah. after pull out. So he, he's probably just used to it. It's just thing for him. I do think I, if if he wanted to, you know, professional the boys are up in that shape. He's, you know, there, there'll be a game plan. He'll go he'll forward to the tee and get it done. You know, you know they like. But if he wanted to, the way that guy walks forward and into stuff, I think Jack could showcase his still. He could do whatever he likes to him. I don't know. Again, he's not going to take him lightly. He's still going to go nice if he's fighting the best fight there possible. But I think he's just he's just so much better than him everywhere, like in every department. Yeah, I think there's definitely a, there's going to be a slight worry in Jack's mind for this one because this guy he he does like the throw. Do you know what I mean? He he, he does get wild in there. So I think Jack will definitely want to feel him out and not get caught with something stupid. But I think once he kind of feels our range. Feels the pace he set, and I think it, it won't take long for him to sort of gather what he needs to make that decision of right, you know, time of takedown, time of knee, time of punch. And I, I do see a finish for Jack in this one. And mm. I, I think it's, you know, I think that's probably, like you said, with, with the, the, sorry, the Nam, Namagomedov fight, you know, had two undefeated guys. It's, it, that's a really a, a pick up no, fight, you know, 50 15. Namagomedov was undefeated. He was 14 oh, 2, wasn't he? Oh, was I thought he was, was I think two undefeated. I'm pretty sure guys. he lost. The undefeated one was the LFA champion. Oh, right. Check, yeah, no, I think I think you are right, Glenn. Actually, I think you are yeah, right on that one. It was the it was uh, the LFA. The champion. LFA. He was nine and zero, I think. I but think uh, oh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna call something bad on to what you said. Um, Baludwig had to fight the night, etc. I fight the series. Hmm. I reckon they're gonna match Tank with Ricky the winner. Do you think? Yeah. I think you know it's just, it gets the fans from over you involved because everyone's being Jack. Mm. Right, everyone who watched tough out there will be being Ricky. I think, um, and I think Ricky is uh, the new breed Tony Ferguson. I think, I think um, yeah. he's, <laughs> he's just his aura is how you came on last time. But um, some, something I, I looked into today, I told you earlier. You know my thoughts on the IMAF and how important it is for grassroots MMA and stuff. That guy, Ludwig Fortenheimaf, I think it was in 2018, but he made his pro debut in 2015. He had either four or five pro, pro fights before he fought in an amateur tournament. So he's mm. a bit of a sneak him. He's a snake. <laughs> so when he gets back to him, you're a snake. But um, yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's strange. I couldn't work that out why, uh, how he was allowed to compete in an amateur tournament after turning pro. But yeah. That was my uh, Sledge's boring fact for the day. Well, no, that's a, that's, a bit of in, that's a bit of investigative journalism there, Glenn. So don't uh, don't do yourself down. Like I said, like, as far as I'm aware, you're not allowed to go back to... No, but when me and the boys was out there, there was lots of um, Dagestanis, well, not Dagestanis, there was fighting out of... Um, uh, I can't think... I can't think of the name right now. Not Russia. Ukraine? Where did... Um, where did Mo go fight out of? Bahrain. There's lots of boys from Bahrain. Bahrain who would who would add um who would win the tournaments and had uh, pro fights and stuff. Only like one or two of them was been held back then for AMAFs. Um it was a it was a couple of countries doing it. Mm. But yeah, so naughty naughty. Yeah, no. I still, I, still, I, I still think if he you know he, he could have ten pro fights and Frank still would have beaten him. Yeah, I think you know what? He's I think he actually is nine and one, isn't he? Or nine one and one, something like that. So he's, like that, yeah. he's got he's got a decent record, but I suppose when you say it like that, you know, it's it's tough to know what his record actually means if that if that is the case, Glenn. So 
I mean, one thing we do know is that Jack has got, you know, 12 and 0 amateur fights and 14 and 0 pro fights. So he's, you know, he's sort of working his way up there in experience now. And um, I, I don't think there's many sort of records he's going to look at and, and fear at this point now. He's, he's sort of faced all sorts of opponents. Um, yeah. Ludwig's in this one. He's, like I said, he's, he's got a chance. He's going he's gonna to come out swinging. He's going to come out fast. But I think that ultimately is going to be his downfall because I think Jack will, will find out quickly what he needs to do and, and, and put it on him. So I'm going to go for a Jack sort of stoppage. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it safe and go with Jack Shaw third round stoppage. Um, Katie, what what about you? I'm going with a Jack Shaw sub. I think he's gonna wear on him. Like you said, it could be could he could go for a takedown or or some kind of mad striking stuff. And I see Jack taking the back and maybe a rear naked choke or maybe a bit of ground and pound and I'd. Jack by sub. I don't know whether to go round two or three. Um, I'll, I'll go two. Yeah. I'm going to go three. Glenn, what, what are we going for, buddy? I, I, I really, I'm not going to pick a round because um, that guy is clearly tough. Um, Jack's IQ was brilliant for him, so he worked out how to grind him out. So, you know, I, I can say late rounds and Jack will go out and just take his back straight away like, he's, like he can, but I'm just gonna go Jack Shaw win. I don't know. I don't know where or when. Yeah, fair play. Good, good. A good on the fence decision there, Glenn. From you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> can, while we're on about Jack Shaw, now, we mentioned a few like um, Tom, Darren, Till, Paddy. You know, uh, like out of all the Brits now, Till is obviously leading the way in terms of stardom. Paddy got a massive following. Jack got a huge following in Wales, and he's and and it's rising. I wonder which one of them are going to have, going to headline the first card, other than Darren Till. Um, you know, Tom is on his way to big things. Paddy's obviously he's going to he's going to headline um, Anfield one day. Just a matter when. I'd say Tom at the minute is definitely the the leader. And they love a heavyweight as well, don't yeah. they? They love a heavyweight yeah. high up the card. Yeah, I think he's. Are we Jack, building him? Are we? It's starting to grow. Jack a close yeah, second. second. Yeah. Um, I think you know Jack. If Jack does something spectacular on the weekend, you know it's this. There's got to be big names from in the future, he's, and I think he's he's ready for that now. He is one guy. I tell you, I tell you, he'll be headlining the ne the next card. It'll be Arnold Allen. He's just injured at the oh, moment. Oh yeah, Arnold's gonna have a title shot yeah. before anyone else, and he could easily Leon. headline a London card. Um. If we're talking, if we're talking all UK though, I think you'd have to. I'd also have to put. I think I'd put Leon Edwards in front of Arnold. I don't think the UFC would Leon that much to, to headline a card. Yeah. I think I think um, the, the type of people who would put him co-main as a type of shot being like yeah. a, a big seller in London. They, they don't seem, <laughs> yeah, know what I mean. They don't yeah. seem like they're on his side. Like, and what about? Yeah. I, I think Jojo Calderwood's got a shot as well. You know. She's yeah. not far off the top of her division, is she? I thought she lost her fight last week. She did. She lost her last one, didn't yeah. she? But, yeah. but she's still she's still top five, right? I'm sure. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I think she might have dropped outside the top five. She's still top ten. So um, she's got, she's got to be close, like a, a big win. She's pretty close to the top as well. Um, 
I, I tell you one thing, if Leon does fight Masvidal, then regardless of on the card, that's going to be main event. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That yeah, so, so, yeah, yeah, but but yeah, the, the UK got growing now, and it not not just fighters, they got some stars coming up. So, I just wanted to before we went as well say. Um, like Lerone Murphy should have been on this card and his opponent's still on it. Absolutely gutted that his visa didn't arrive in time. So he's not yeah. on this one. I'd love to see his fight. Well, that guy's fighting this time, so it might not be that one, but love to see that fight move to the Abu Dhabi card that Jan Blakovic is headlining at the end of October. Like that would be awesome. And it's just annoying that we should have had um, Nathaniel Wood on this card as yeah, well, but he yeah. got injured and, like, desperate to see him back in there. Arnold's still struggling with his hand and Corey McKenna as well is out of her fight. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to give all those guys a shout out and say we can't wait till we're talking about their fights whenever they'll be. Yeah, definitely. Well, and we almost went the full show without mentioning Mason. Mason's fighting soon, as I live. <laughs> Mason's fighting soon, yeah. He's got, obviously, the rematch from his last rematch. fight. Where he, he obviously, unfortunately, yeah. ended it with an eye poke. But, yeah, that's going to be a big fight as well. I think he's, you know, he's going to get the job done on that. And he's another guy that's got so much potential. The way he fights, the, the charisma he's got. He's, he's a guy that, you know, a big win could catapult him because... He's the kind of guy he only wants big fights as well. You know, he's, yeah. I think if you offered him, you know, like a top five opponent, he'd jump at it on short notice or something like that. He's that, he's that kind of guy. He just he wants it so badly. Um, I really feel like he's got a long way to go. So, you know what? We've not mentioned Mason Jones in that conversation about headlining a card, but yeah, seemed like a long way. But you know what? I think if he puts on an absolute show, he's the kind of guy that would step in late notice and and end up doing something. So he's, he's a bit of a dark horse there as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Um, and let me, just quickly, let me just quickly just finish off this card because that is the last of our UK fighters. But below Jack Shaw, we've got uh, Julian Arosa, who's Charles Jourdain. Julian, obviously, we all know from fighting Paddy previously mm. um, in Cage Warriors and obviously from being on the Ultimate Fighter as well. Um, we've got Dalka... I can't, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this, so apologies to everyone watching. Uh, Langambula against Baracolt. And we've got Jonathan Martinez versus Marcelo Rojo. So that's the end of those cards. Um, obviously, if we, we go through all those fights, we'll probably be here until 11 o'clock. So we're going to keep it just for the UK guys tonight. Um, and yeah, obviously, we want to wish them all the best for their bouts because, you know, it's, it's great for us when they win. We get to interview them after and you know, really sort of get to delve into their camps and their lifestyles. So we, we love doing that. And um, Katie, last last words, what are you thinking about the car for the weekend? I just want to wish them all the very best of skill. They, they've all got it in, in the locker to to come out victorious. Imagine if we had all the UK fighters winning. That would just be absolutely insane because it break, it absolutely breaks my heart and ruins my yeah. weekend <laughs> when they don't win. So I just I'm I'm so pleased it's on at a great time and we can all enjoy it with a glass of wine and a beer and just really get behind them. So 
just best of skill to all of you. Safe travels. Everybody pass your COVID tests and wrap yourselves in bubble wrap until Saturday. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And Glenn, Glenn Sledge Williams, the only guy to predict against a British fighter on this card. Um, Modestus Bukowskis, you've picked to get clipped. Not that I want to bring it back up. Um, I told you not to come to me in that <laughs> one. A bad day. Final, final thoughts on this card, <laughs> um, Yeah, I can't wait to see against in London, but at least it's in our time, isn't it? So I'm looking forward to Saturday. Yeah, definitely. Any, any last words, guys? So we, we, we'll call it a day there, is it? Do you think they're going to try and get one in the UK soon after it, or are they going to put it on the back burner? I think, I think they think might go wait till next year. Yeah. yeah. I think it'll be, they'll, look, they'll target like, next March for the earliest because that's the usual London schedule is a March and Fight day I mean it's, it's difficult it's difficult to say I mean the COVID cases seem to be going up again now so you know who'd bet against having another lockdown over Christmas you know it's it's kind of it's kind of scary and for the UFC as well who've you know they've got to take a risk in you know setting up events paying deposits arranging things just for it all to be cancelled you know, when they can do it in America, I, I don't think they take the risk until it's a, it's a guarantee that, you know, everyone everyone from everywhere can come. I don't know. What's, what what do you think with that, Katie? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think next March at the earliest. Maybe even the end of next year, perhaps. That's being a bit glum, but I, I, I don't think the UFC are in a, a great rush. You know, they've got good in the States at the moment, and they as well. Everyone's eager to go to the cards. Because they haven't been to events for so long. Yeah. Anyway, Lou, if they do have another lockdown, sledges grappling and dungeon isn't closing. <laughs> no, gonna... you should keep that on the down low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll refer oh, the police. Oh. Yeah, oh, refer oh, the police to this video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be stood. I'll be stood. I'll be stood there with him arresting Glenn in his in his <laughs> mind. <mountain. laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I won't be able to the thought of another lockdown is bloody depressing yeah hopefully it doesn't come I, I mean I just sort of thinking you know from a UFC perspective I don't want everyone to go there now and say Lewis Smith said there's another lockdown but from a UFC yeah. perspective you know it, it can happen right like you know one one decision from you know some some of the guys at the top of the chain and these these things happen we're back for another three weeks and a UFC card gets cancelled you know I just don't see them risking it on something that could that could potentially happen you know yeah. So there we are. Anyway, guys. And on that great... cheery note. Yeah, we've got, <laughs> we've got a great car this weekend, guys. Um, a lot of British fighters we want will do well. So we'll 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 try and keep ending on a slightly positive note. And um, yeah, until next time, I will see you all soon. Cheers, guys. It's been a pleasure, Lou. Thank you very much. Bye, all.